NBA Odd Spot on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by MyBookie.ag. Big sports may be on hold, but the action on MyBookie never ends. International soccer, esports, political props, and, and a free $10,000 Blackjack Madness tournament. Use the promo code SGP to receive up to $1,000 in bonus bets. That's promo code SGP to play, win, and get paid. We're also brought to you by PropSwap. You don't have to go to Vegas to buy Vegas bets. PropSwap is available in many states where there is no sports betting. Use promo code SGP and you get a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in pay-per-head providers and they make it super easy to start your own sportsbook. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at AcePerHead.com slash SGP. That's AcePerHead.com slash SDP. We're also brought to you by Hawthorne. Hawthorne are the makers of customized cologne, shampoo, and body wash. That's H-A-W-T-H-O-R-N-E dot C-O. And use our promo code SGP to get 10% off your purchase. Hawthorne.co, promo code SGP. And finally, we're brought to you by Simply Safe. Simply Safe home security is like getting commercial grade enterprise level security, but for your own home. Go to simplysafe.com/sgp today to get free shipping on your order, plus a 60-day money-back guarantee. That's s i m p l i safe.com/sgp to save on home security today. simplysafe.com/sgp And welcome to NBA Odds Pod on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I am your host, Ryan McKee. You can follow me on Twitter at the Ryan McKee. We don't have NBA action going right now, but we do have the great Chris Giordani to talk about everything fantasy that we learned this season. We're going to go through our uh, all NBA fantasy teams, uh, first through third team. Uh, we're going to talk about the uh, biggest fantasy bus. We're going to talk about the uh, most improved players. We'll talk about uh, fantasy rookies of the year. Uh, everything, everything fantasy from the season. Give it up for uh, Chris Giordani. How's it going, man? Thank you for having me on again, sir. It is going uh, close quartered. We'll put it that way. Yeah. Are you totally sequestered from all of humanity? Uh, for the most part, aside from, you know, if I need to venture out and get a necessity, which I think I'm stocked up for a couple weeks yeah. at least. So. How many rolls of toilet paper do you have? Uh, just one of those, the giant packs that the, like the biggest size that you can buy. Just one though. Yeah. Uh, are you worried about it? No. You're not worried <laughs> about not being able to wipe your ass? Um, I, I mean, mean, we're getting we're getting personal and deep here quickly because uh, <laughs> because I'm going crazy, uh, sequestered from most of humanity myself. Well, we'll put it this way: if there was a barometer for how much I cared uh, or was putting investment into said toilet paper, uh, I did invest in a new Xbox and a new TV, and haven't gamed in well over five years at least and so that was much more priority oh than, wow what do you what games are you getting into right now actually it was it just like four days calling shit and i haven't I, all i play is netflix because that's all i don't feel intimidated by yet um so but i did pick up nba 2k 20 and uh, that was among like the first two things i bought 
and I'll let you know how that goes. But I got Red Dead Redemption, The Essentials, GTA yeah. Five, yeah, uh, yeah, Battlefield Five. So I have a PlayStation, and I have not set it up in probably a year and a half, just because I, you know, I was working all the time. I was doing sports gambling podcast stuff. I didn't have a lot of extra time. I was just like focused on watching a lot of basketball. And I'm getting to the point where I might need to set it back up. I do have Red Dead Redemption 2. Um, I would definitely get the new, uh, NBA, the up, most updated NBA 2K. Um, do you have like online streaming? Could we play against each other? Uh, I don't think we can cross platform from Xbox to. Oh, no, wait. I have Xbox. I, I, I'm sorry. I said it wrong. Oh, good deal. Then, yeah, absolutely. We can uh, game it up. Uh, you'll kick my ass in whatever we play, I'm sure. I haven't played in. I haven't played Xbox One. I don't think ever. And um, yeah, I. Last I mean, I, I am not was, good. I I got NHL uh, on 360 many years ago. <laughs> <laughs> we could, uh, you know, we could have a couple of games. We could stream them, and the rest of the sports uh, gambling podcast DJs out there could gamble on us. Like gamble on two of the worst NBA 2K players. Oh wow! That, if that's something possible, then absolutely. Let's because it might get to I, that. It might get to that, dude. Let's. We'll have to figure it out after the pod one of these days this week or something. Um, and just research it i guess at least and see if, how possible it is uh because all i've been doing now is researching league of legends dfs because i have no other dfs and we don't have dfs so. yeah so you we we talked about this a little bit on slack you've been getting mm-hmm. into league of legends just to yeah. for 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 you to to get your dfs fix absolutely you have to have a uh, or at least try and find a sweat uh once a, uh, as often as possible would be great but I, I actually last night my lineups before I went to bed were looking pretty damn good, and then I woke up and broke even, which I it would be great. My, you know how often I did that uh, in NBA compared to when I didn't. Uh, yeah, definitely not as frequently. <laughs> well, I use so we have a um, we have a new contributor on our site, Vince Colati. I think I'm saying his name right, Kaladi, uh, Vince Kaladi. He has been doing uh, daily League of Legends uh, DFS and uh, gambling picks for us because that's about all the action you can find out there. I think it's just the Chinese league going right now, but the European and North American leagues are going to start back up this weekend. Uh, I believe they're going to be playing remotely, um, which is pretty cool that they can just like pivot like that. Yeah. This probably is the sports league of the future. Absolutely. And I think that would be one of the marketing points is like, you know, that's they're never held back. Uh, They can just find an Ethernet connection and you're good. Quarantine yourself and find your teammates on uh, whatever you use, Discord, Slack. And yeah. And Vince, by the way, his uh, articles have been awesome. So everyone should go check those out for League of Legends stuff for sure. Yeah, I need to jump in and uh, see what it's all about. I haven't done it yet. Also, uh, you should be checking out sportsgamblingpodcast.com. We're not, we're not down. We still have plenty of stuff besides League of Legends, uh, we, you know, with all of the NFL free agency and trades that have been going on. We have articles like who will be the Patriots starting quarterback in 2020 and what are the odds. That's uh, Nick Dant wrote about that for us. Uh, we also have um, what are the fantasy uh, football implications of all the uh, NFL free agency right now. Um, and, you know, they have a the sports gambling podcast guys have a, a great interview with Al Harrington that just went up, uh, former 
uh, NBA veteran. So uh, check that out. All right. So we are going to get into our all fantasy NBA teams. But before we do, I want to just take a quick break for a word from our presenting sponsor, mybookie.ag. Vegas is closed. For the first time, Vegas casinos are all closed. But you know what casino is open 24-7 and accessible from the comfort of your home? That's right. That's mybookie.ag casino. They're even running a free $10,000 Blackjack Madness tournament. They've got the fastest payouts, best promotions, and a very helpful 24-7 customer service team. If you join right now, MyBookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to $1,000. That means if you deposit $2,000, you get an extra $1,000 in free money to play with. All you have to do is use our promo code SGP to activate this offer. Once again, that's promo code SGP to get your extra cash from MyBookie.ag. Bet, win, and get paid at my bookie. Okay, so Chris, you're the guest. Go ahead and read off your all-fantasy NBA uh, first team. And we should just preface this a little bit. Um, now, normally the all-NBA teams, uh, you know, they take into it, the voters take into account, like, what the players' uh, team, what their record was, if like they made their teammates around them better, stuff like that. With fantasy, you take none of that into consideration. It's more just raw stats, right? Correct. And besides things like blocks, I mean, there's no gauge for defense or defensive efficiency weighing in yeah. to at least our rankings, you know? So it's going to be a yeah, lot Yeah, and of- blocks doesn't necessarily mean you're a good defensive player even. <laughs> yeah, I just figured I'd I'd touch on probably the closest stat in That's fantasy true. to it. Yeah, but besides that, I mean, yeah, no one wants Dion Waiters even on an actual team. Well, at least I don't. But hey, neither here nor there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so we're just talking raw numbers. These are these are all fantasy NBA's. Uh, they're not going to really, you know, reflect what the the all NBA teams are going to be. I know that mine won't. I I would say that there might be two no but the okay i guess three i'm gonna guess three players on my first team are gonna be on the all nba first team but let's see what you got all right so at point guard coming in with 29.6 points per game which is ranked first among three point guards 9.3 assists first among three point guards and 3.4 three pointers made per game that's third among uh three point guards is uh, Trey Young from the Atlanta Hawks. Well, you have Trey Young in your first team. Okay. I should I mention, like, all NBA, too, they just do, like, two guards, two forwards, and a center. But we're actually using positions because uh, positions really do matter in fantasy. You have to, uh, at least most, the way most leagues are played. So, as you can see, I address scoring there, but I won't uh, get too much further into just play-by-play there. So, uh, shooting guard, I have James Harden. Uh, with 34.4 yeah. points per game. I have the same. Shooting. All right, cool. 4.4 uh, three-pointers made, which is uh, also first among the true shooting guards, and 7.4 assists per game, third among true shooting guards. These are just things that I'm basing these rankings on. By okay, the way. So, yep. Uh, so small forward, I have LeBron James. Same. And Okay, great. Also, uh, points per game, second among small forwards. Uh, his rebounds were first among small forwards, and his assists were by far among uh, small forwards. Well, uh, he led the whole entire league in assists. Yeah, he's crazy. So, by like, those, I think he had like more, like 
what, nearly like 80 more than the next guy or something like that in assists? His, his average was insanely higher. I can actually... Wait, no, he had what? 76 more assists than the second place, which was Trey Young. Mm-hmm. 10.6 per game compared to 9.3. Yeah. So that's crazy. Um, also, I had uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo at power forward. Uh, that was yeah, based on his 29.6 points per game, first among power forwards, 13.7 rebounds per game, first among power forwards, and 5.8 assists per game, first among power forwards. Center, this probably could get a little ugly here, but I, it took me a, a bit to settle on who's my first. That's going to be on well-roundedness in those top stat categories for scoring, and it's Nikola Jokic. Okay, yeah, uh, so I went back and forth on this one. I put Jokic in my second team. Okay, I was, I was between who's in my second team, naturally. That was, I was on the fence about putting him in the first team, but I had to account for points per game in there. So, uh, yeah, he was 20.2 points per game, third among true centers, 6.9 assists per game, first among centers, and 1.2 steals per game, third among centers. Yeah. What's your so, team? So <laughs> I'll just start with the center since I disagreed with you. I have Hassan Whiteside for my first team. Uh, he led in blocks and in rebounds. So if you're, I mean, I, I did this from a category league point of view. Is that what you were doing it from as well? I was. I was looking at overall kind of where they sat in terms of the main categories besides Field goals made, I would look at as kind of a secondary, but they're all on pretty much equal scoring ground when you're looking at season-long rotisserie. So yeah, I I definitely was looking at points, rebounds, assists, as supplemental steals, blocks, uh, b- being that they don't occur as often. Yeah. So, yeah. The, and then, yeah, like I said, uh, so field goals made. I put... So, you know, I was going back and forth between Hassan Whiteside and Nikola Jokic. And uh, first of all, like I said, Whiteside, he has 30 more blocks than uh, Brooke Lopez in second place. He also leads the entire league in rebounds. So uh, right there, you have two categories highly in your favor if you have him on your team. Also, I took into account where you had to draft them or where they were ranked if you you know in preseason if you had to you know how much you had to pay if you were in an auction league or whatever and Hassan Whiteside at least in Yahoo he was ranked 81 coming in so he was like a a killer value so I took into account value too um so to me that made Hassan Whiteside like run away first team all fantasy NBA honestly center not to backpedal on your on your pod here, but I mean, if I could get a do over, if I were factoring in value there, that and that makes perfect sense, then I would put Hassan Whiteside, who I'll give you a spoiler, he is my second team. Yeah. So um, that the thing is, is like you said, where that value ranks compared to where people drafted Jokic, because as I was debating towards Jokic, I still in my head was like, but he kind of still felt like a letdown at times, but he was just getting it done and was very consistent, but he wasn't putting up his numbers that we've seen in the past either. So, and Whiteside was 
flourishing. It, he just didn't have the points per game. But yeah, like blocks, rebounds, he's he killed it. So I would say he's arguably I could switch him out for Jokic in yeah. the first game. Okay, and then so again, I'm going backwards here from center to power forward. I differed with you again on Giannis. I actually have Anthony Davis as my first team power forward. Um, You know, he field goal percentage uh, over 500, uh, uh, free throw percentage 845, uh, points per game 26.7, rebounds per game 9.4. These are better numbers than Giannis, and he actually played about the same number of games as Giannis, around the same minutes per game, not that that matters for fantasy. Uh, I mean, why Giannis over your boy Anthony Davis? Uh, I believe it was just being that he was first overall in those categories I mentioned, um, being points per game, rebounds, assists. But, yeah, I can see where Anthony Davis comes in as... Because Giannis kills you in free throw percentage. That's the problem. Yeah, and why my that makes perfect sense why my free throw percentage for my team was in the toilet most of the season. So... Yeah, I I can see definitely where Anthony Davis you you put there. I yeah. I just Anthony, think I I let the stats uh, the double digits in those stats just blind me and being first overall in those categories. I get it, I get it, and obviously like it feels weird to not have Giannis in a first team anything since he's you know, the best player in the league right now. Um, but yeah, I had to kind of look past it, and uh, you know Anthony Davis also had like one fewer turnover per game than Giannis too so that like helps you out in turnovers so I have Anthony Davis uh I'll go through the rest of my team I have so you had LeBron James is a small forward so did I uh shooting guard James Harden obviously he might be my all fantasy MVP for the year with his numbers and point guard I have Damian Lillard instead of Trey Young that's actually who I had initially and and then next thing I knew, he 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 dwindled. He fell down my list. Well, why I, did he fall down to your list? I mean, most of his numbers, uh, you know, when I'm just looking at the um, Yahoo overall rankings, uh, he's ahead overall quite by quite a bit, Trey Young, and quite a bit. Like, so what what stuck out of Trey Young to uh, put him over Lillard? It was again, it was kind of similar to Giannis, and that when I looked in. The, the rear view I saw first overall point guard in said categories with points per game assists third overall and three pointers made. And mm-hmm. I think it was that in combination ahead that it was an improvement over last season and what expectations were actually fulfilled with him. So I, I think I had some blinders on with uh, looking back over my first team as we can see, because I definitely would put Whiteside there and I did have Lillard where you have him so. okay so uh, yeah, let's I, jump into our second team then what do you got okay so yeah i actually th- this this was definitely another case of how i saw damian lillard falling even from second team was once i looked at the leaders in those categories i ended up changing out to my second team luka Doncic. uh Doncic, Doncic, however you want to say it. Um, Let's just call him Luca. Luca works, yeah. 28.7 points per game, third for points for point guards. I think it was also the 
the triple doubles in my head that he amassed and then being coming or coming from the rebound side also 9.3 rebounds per game uh which was first among point guards 8.7 assists third among point uh true point guards so now uh, is and i mean i get that like that's exciting the triple doubles but and that, and that helps in dfs but that doesn't really help it in like season-long category league like you don't get extra points for getting a triple double correct i uh, and i believe it was just the fact that he came in very consistent and those big nights that he i don't believe did he miss as many games as lillard at all or they're about on par they I, are I, I mean i could look it up let's see yeah uh, they I, played about I, the same number of games uh luca played 54 and uh dame played 55 oh no i'm sorry okay. 58 so dame played four four more games than luca okay then yeah i should I should say Lillard belongs in my second team. But okay. I, I did let, the, like I said, I let the stat leader kind of creeping up in the top three per category and that being a consistency to where it wasn't like 20th. And then, oh, but he was really heavy in this category. But then, so that was never the case in finding its way into any of my three teams. Okay. So, okay. Sorry. <laughs> Next is. No, I mean, that's a good point. Uh, sorry, I was looking at something else. So you have Luca as uh, point guard, uh, shooting guard? Shooting guard, I have Bradley Beal. Same. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah, his points per game, three-pointers made and assists, which is uh, what I weighed that more so on. And he seemed like a very consistent player that his team relied on heavily. He was very consistent, except like his – he did have one of the low, like, especially at the first part of the season, his field goal percentage was way down. And that was, I actually traded him. I had him, I had drafted him. I think I drafted him in the second round in our league and had traded him away for uh, Devin Booker. And I know like, oh, Ryan, you're a Suns fan. That was a horrible trade. But I actually like took the advice from um, the, uh, fantasy, uh, a different fantasy podcast. I won't name the name. Um, that you know, he recommended because Bradley Bill was putting so many minutes on. He said, like, get off of him before he breaks down. But he never broke down. Like he, his was great. I'll see. You know, he continued being great. He even got better as the season went on. Yeah, that was the thing. But I could definitely understand where that guy's coming from because it was. It, more often than not, he would have ended up breaking down or someone in that position mm-hmm. being that heavily relied upon, I would say, would break down to some degree. Yeah. And I believe he did start coming down towards the end of the season with more questionable tags. And we started seeing those other the guards come in like the the Gary Paytons. And yeah, I mean, he stuff. still ended up playing 57 games, but he did. He was questionable a lot more. You know, going into games, you didn't really know if he was going to play or not until like an hour before, half hour before a lot of times. Yeah. Um, so anyways, next on the list, uh, small forward, I have Kawhi Leonard. Same. And, yep. Based on points per game, he was first among small forwards at 26.9, 7.3 rebounds per game, which was third among small forwards and assists, uh, third among small forwards. Yeah. No, I mean, he just killed it this year. Uh, I mean, that was a perception of him that he wasn't playing a lot of games. He still played 51 games, which I believe is going to be the lowest amount of games of anybody on my, any of my teams. 
Uh, however, I still felt like, you know, they gave you plenty of heads up when he was sitting. You could plan for it. He didn't hurt your team at all when he when he sat. I mean, obviously, yeah. the, like him not being in your lineup, but you could you could substitute out at least some of the production. Absolutely. It didn't look anything like how it did last year when he was on the Raptors and the load management just kind of would creep into the picture. Yep. Uh, but anyhow, next I have your first team power forward, uh, Anthony Davis. Okay. Of course. And then Which you must also, feel, as a Lakers fan, completely ashamed to say out loud. Uh, yeah, I think part of that also was the Giannis I drafted. And also Giannis, uh, he is the front runner for MVP. So kind of had to put him there. Okay. But yeah, no, but anyhow, Anthony Davis with, I mean, he played through pain and still, you know, he managed to be second uh, overall in points per game among power forwards, seventh in rebounding among power forwards and first in blocks, 2.4 per game. So, uh, and then I had uh, Hassan Whiteside. Uh, that was yeah. definitely one I would have pivoted back to the first team. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so uh, yeah, we, we talked oh, about ahead. why he's so good. And um, I, actually, I want to take another quick break for an ad. I'll do a quick uh, sports radio tease. When I come back, I am going to tell you why Luka Doncic didn't make any of my all-fantasy NBA teams. PropSwap is America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets because you're buying the bet directly from another person. Not only can you find great deals, but you can also buy bets from states where there is no sports betting. Get that PropSwap account loaded up for when future buying returns. You can strike when the iron is hot. Sign up for PropSwap.com today and they will give you a 100% match on your first deposit. Just enter the promo code SGP. That's SGP at the time of deposit and PropSwap will match it up to $100. Go to Props swap.com today void where prohibited okay and we are back with chris giordani and my second team all fantasy nba point guard chris paul uh he fucking killed it this year also when you put into it his the value you got in him he was preseason number 33 um he's ranked number 13 in uh yahoo's current uh season average rankings um his free throws were at 900 uh his field goal percentage was 490 which is great for a guard uh you know his assists were a little down from where they're normally at because he was playing with like two other great uh point guards but i mean he was just consistent all year long played you know, 31, 32 minutes, just about every game healthy. I mean, who knows if he would have broken down in the playoffs or what's going to happen with that. Uh, and also like his turnovers for a guard were killer. I mean, he only had like 2.2 turnovers per game, which is really low for a guard. I mean, that's, that's the same, that's lower than Anthony Davis's turnovers per game, which is so, I don't know. I like, it just he he just seemed too good to not put him there. All his numbers clearly Luca was better from a team perspective, but Chris Paul's numbers were better overall. Yeah, that's that's actually very true, especially when you factor in the value and where he went in drafts and what the expectations kind of were for what his role would be on Oklahoma City and just he was the catalyst to them being a, a surprise. Yeah. So Absolutely. That 
that and Gallinari actually playing some games, but you know. Yeah. Uh, shooting guard, I had Bradley Beal like you did. Uh, small forward, Kawhi Leonard like you did. Power forward, Jason Tatum. I like it. What did you? I mean, uh, I mean, he was just so killer in the second half of the season. After, I mean, not the second half, but after All Star break, he just upped his. He was good all season, but after the All Star break, he just went to another level completely. Um, you can like look at his numbers real fast. He played around thirty five minutes a game. Uh, 0.448 for his field goals percentage. Uh, his uh, free throw percentage was at 800. Um, yeah, I mean, he just killed it all season. Um, and you got him. He, preseason, he was ranked 40th. Right now, he's ranked 9th. He's in the top 10. So, uh, as far as value goes, he was just so great. And then uh, I had uh, the Joker at my center position. Any problems with any of those? Uh, I'm just kind of wondering where Giannis fits in here, uh, if if at all. You yeah, know, that's, that's I had to. I know. I felt so weird. Like when I first started putting together my teams, I had penciled him in, you know, like right away in the first team. And then when I started actually digging into the raw number, like fantasy numbers, he's just. I couldn't make a case for him over Kawhi or Tatum or. Davis or LeBron, especially when you had to draft Giannis like one or two overall. Yeah, but he, if you look at the minutes per game that he plays, and he's just so efficient. And of, I mean, in terms of daily fantasy, or just if we're looking at fantasy points, he he actually puts up close to two fantasy points per minute. And so, just with his. Per Raw minute, but I mean, like he's a, he plays like thirty minutes a game, so he's playing a lot fewer minutes than most player, like most of these players that we're talking about. Um, you know, he, his field goal percentage is great; it's like point five four, point uh, five four seven. But then his free throw percentage kills you. Um, for a forward, he has quite a few turnovers. Um, and I'm not saying, like, I hate to be the guy that's like, oh, Giannis is not that good. But, like, compared to, like, you know, how much is he helping your fantasy team? Uh, like, yes, he's he's great, but he's not helping you as much as if you had Tatum or a Davis on your team. Yeah, I I understand. And I I guess I, I just wouldn't put Tatum as high. Uh, he didn't do everything all all season that we saw in the second half and Giannis has a reason that he was a front runner for MVP and even though he is averaging you know 30 minutes per game or just over he just the efficiency and carrying that team basically you, you see what happens the nights he takes off and well yeah but we're I, again we're not talking this is fantasy so we're not we're not talking at all about team record here I mean, yeah, like, no, Jason, I like Tatum could be on the worst team in the league. If he put up the same numbers, I would still have him in the same spot. I mean, he, yeah, he scored 23.6 points per game. Giannis, 29.6 games. But that that's great. And Giannis had like 13 over, you know, almost 14 rebounds per game. Tatum had like seven. But I just feel like his, you know, free throw percentage didn't hurt you as much as like Giannis's did. I don't know. And I, I also, I don't know how Yahoo totally, like, all of the numbers they use to rank 
the players uh, on these category leagues, but they have uh, Tatum ranked as uh, 10th and they have Giannis ranked 16. Yep. Yeah. And that's probably because minutes per game he's got Tatum has more. He's got like a whole four, almost four minutes more per game. Mm -hmm. Uh, Being that that's a category, I'm sure that weighs in. Uh, Then, yeah, like you said, turnovers, those are less. Uh, that definitely impacts it. So I and I'm not arguing at all that you're wrong with what you're saying. I think I'm. Too I think enamored. everybody heard you say you're wrong, Ryan, and you're a big dumbhead. <laughs> everybody, everybody in this room heard it. Well, I think also what they may have heard is that I'm just enamored by what the public says is the MVP, and I I just kind of get blinded by those. You saw it happen with my where Luca ended up on my second team, where I had Damian Lillard on my first team, and he falls all the way down to my third. Yeah. So I mean, I get I, it. No, I'm glad we're disagreeing. Like I, I was hoping we wouldn't just have the same list, so this is good. Yeah. No, I get it. And it, it, you're making a better case for the fantasy side of things, to where I kind of at times when I was you know, debating on something, the, some of the things that I looked at weren't necessarily fantasy first. So, you know, there, there's, there are some flaws, which, which is crazy. <laughs> You're the fantasy guy, you I are. Know. I, but it just, just goes d- to show like, you know, you can be, we're all NBA fans first, so it can cloud our judgment. That absolutely. And I'll, I'll blame being cooped up more recently that I haven't gotten to see a, a game that, that more than anything. I haven't watched any of the ESPN classic stuff or seen a game. So I'll blame that. Yeah, I get it. I get it. All right. Give me your third uh, team all fantasy. Okay. So this point guard on my, at least my second list, but he ended up on my third and that is Damian Lillard. And he was, I'm I'm so glad he finally made it. Yeah, I know. Right. Uh, 20 points per game, third among point guards, 3.9, three point uh, made per game. Second, among point guards and 7.8 assists per game fifth among point guards i don't know what i like it in the way there i think it was just those top three and above uh in the categories like i said for luca that mm-hmm. threw it there but anyhow not uh we'll say damien belongs on the second anyhow shooting guard J- uh, jimmy butler i've got uh, jimmy butler all right i didn't have him on any of my lists yeah he he found his way he found his way in here but 22 uh, 20.2 points per game. yes that's ninth among shooting guards 6.6 rebounds per game first among shooting guards and 1.7 steals per game that's fifth among true shooting guards uh, i had jason tatum as my small forward uh, based on points per game fourth among small forwards he had fourth among small forwards for rebounding and third among small forwards for field goals made per game Pascal Siakam is my third team power forward with, yeah, 23.6 uh, points per game, third among power forwards, 8.7 field goals made per game. That's fourth among true power forwards and 7.5 rebounds per game, ninth among power forwards. And then finally, for my last center, I thought I had that down here. But, okay, the reason that I left that off of my sheet was because I was debating on whether or not to put someone who was injured out, but the numbers were just so good that I, I have to put Carl Anthony Towns on that third team. Wait, but he only played like 35 games. 
if I'm looking at, I mean, what he did for himself, yeah, I, I think that's where I got torn uh, torn apart between him and who did I have here? Embiid actually was so. Embiid also at, only played like thirty games, forty four. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. The it's it, it was just a matter of being in the top for the between those two. It was the impact I want to say of, yeah, that for, well, Towns just, he was up there for points per game and what he did is rebounding. He, mm-hmm. his, his assists uh, were up there in the top five. So, or top four, actually three, four, if you look at just true centers, but I get it. He played 35 games. So that's why I would, put an asterisk next to that one yeah i mean that's tough like if if you drafted him i mean he was preseason like number two at least in uh yahoo's rankings so if you drafted him in the top three uh you got a guy your team got screwed uh just because you gave up a lot of production with him sitting in your ir spot for a lot of the season yeah so i got blinded on that and i just put it with an asterisk on my sheet to the aside but I think I got it was hung up between looking at that and then Embiid for me. He this was another one that I felt like he made more team impact that I shouldn't have let way into it. So he was up there for points per game, 23.4. That to me is always something I'm going to look at uh, in terms of fantasy Mm -hmm. and which which was if we're counting towns, he was third uh, among centers. So that would be a top three thing that got me. Also, his rebounding was in the top four of uh, true centers. So that would be another reason. Mm-hmm. And I, I just felt like it kind of dropped off after that. If we're looking outside of the the hybrid guys, like the power forward centers and stuff. But, so, I mean, because I feel me, like you're miss. I mean, you, not Rudy Gobert. Hmm? I, no. Are you are you are you are you holding that against him because of his uh COVID nineteen? No, no, actually he to me that is that he's he made your list? Yeah, he's he is my third team center. I mean he had uh his field goal percentage was almost at seven hundred. Uh he yeah, so he was making seventy percent of his field goals. He, uh, I mean, his free throw percentage was not good, but for, you know, a center is whatever you, you expect to get that. Uh, he, what was he with? He was fourth in blocks. He was third in rebounds. Uh, you know, his turnovers were real low. Uh, and like on, on, uh, Yahoo's rankings, he is ranking right around he's on uh thirteen. So he, yeah, he see, did a couple spots uh did a couple spots better than he was commanded the season. Okay. I mean maybe maybe I just maybe I let the COVID get in the way. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> I, I did get I think what happened was I just And he played sixty two games. Yeah. Uh, I yeah, I saw that especially. He uh yeah, he he belongs on on the list. It's, I did have a little bias, I think, it, or just the blinders were on more so. Looking at Jokic, I I let the process get in the way between, 
whether or not I should allow cat on my on my list or not. And so, yeah, I, as you can see, I have ADD there. <laughs> no, hey, no worries. I got to say, uh, I mean, I feel like uh, Rudy Gobert, he got robbed in your list. But you know how you can prevent being robbed? Well, it's Simply Safe Home Security. It's like getting commercial grade enterprise level security, but for your own home. Think about the security of Fortune 500 companies use. They need to know police are going to be to the scene immediately. This is exactly the kind of security you get with Simply Safe. If there's a break in, Simply Safe uses real video evidence to give police an eyewitness account of the crime. And that means police dispatch up to 350% faster than a normal burglar alarm. With Simply Safe, you get comprehensive protection for your home. Outdoor cameras and doorbells alert you to anyone approaching your home. Entry, motion, and glass break centers guard inside. And it's only 50 cents a day with no contract. So go to simplysafe.com slash SGP today to get your free shipping on your order plus a 60-day money-back guarantee. That's simplysafe.com slash SGP to save on home security today. S-I-M-P-L-I safe.com slash SGP. All right, we are back and... Uh, I'm going to get into my third team. Did you have anything else you wanted to say for your sad third team, Chris? I think it was more so just the center position that was sad (laughs) and very debatable. Uh, So I apologize for that aspect of it. But I have no other apologies besides the center because I I think Jimmy Butler was arguable. Uh, Tatum didn't belong uh, to me ahead of Giannis. Or Anthony Davis, so he fits on the third team to me. Uh, same and all right. Well, here's what I have. I have uh, for my third team, and you know, feel free to grill me on any of this. I have Trey Young as my point guard, uh, shooting guard. I actually went back and forth between uh, Devin Booker and this man, but uh, or I but Jimmy Butler and this man, Devin Booker. I gave it away. Uh, my son's bias got in my way, but he is also, you know, if you look at the overall rankings on Yahoo, he is ahead of Jimmy Butler, uh, small forward, Giannis power forward, bam, Adebayo, center, Rudy Gobert. Another, okay. So I'll take you through again. I was counting value. So, um, Booker is ranked uh, overall right now on Yahoo as a number 15, um, you know, he, he killed it in free throw percentage with, uh, you know, well over 90%. He was close to um, uh, 49% for a field goal. He was super efficient this season, something he's struggled with in the past. He was, you know, obviously the Suns were not a winning team, but in a way they improved incredibly from the year before. Uh, so he was just great. But at preseason, uh, you get him at the 32 spot. And, you know, so to get him at the 32 spot and get, uh, you know, top 15 production out of him was just killer. Uh, Bam was the same. Like, you, you could get him at 58, and they have him ranked at number 11 right now. Um, and, uh, you know, I already we've already talked enough about Adnazium about uh, Giannis. You, you read off all Trey Young's stats. Um, I know it feels weird to have Trey Young on my third team and not Luca. I would 100% want Luca on my team before just about any player. Uh, I don't like Trey Young overall as a as an NBA player, but I love him as a fantasy player. That's what I'll say. Uh, what's your biggest problem with uh, my third team, Chris? Um, 
just that Giannis wasn't higher. <laughs> um, no, but besides that, uh, you made great cases for, I, I want to say everybody. And looking at Devin Booker and that where your decisions uh, rested, there was some weight on the value of draft, yeah. draft position. And that's very feasible. Uh, so I would say looking at where you're getting Booker preseason based on where we ended or at least paused the season. Yeah, uh, I would I would definitely I could see where you argued on on Jimmy Butler. And I think this is another instance where I let more of the whole team aspect uh, get in the way of my vision here because nobody expected the heat to be what they are this season. And it's I felt like completely because of Jimmy Butler and we saw it when he wasn't on the court, even though Bam uh, was fantastic, too. Yeah, uh, he, I mean, Bam overall just has, like, for fantasy category reasons, Bam just has better numbers than Jimmy overall. And uh, Bam played uh, 11 more games than Butler on top of that. Yeah, that was the thing was Butler sat eight more games than Booker also. So I, I can see where you're. Booker edged out Butler on your list for sure. Yeah. And but Bam was just like, I got to say, like, maybe I'm a little biased also because I just like, I fell in love with like watching Bam this year. I mean, as, as fun as Jimmy Butler always was, I just was not expecting Bam to come out like the hellfire he played this season. And uh, it's just been so fun to watch. And I'm, I'm really happy to see him do so well. Yeah. And I, th- I think honestly, it kind of looking back at what we had to say about Hassan Whiteside, that getting them as far apart away from each other, just off the same team, obviously. Yeah. That they both had people in question that, or at least they maybe felt that way in terms of where their new role would exist and taking over a lead center spot, whether it be remaining on the Heat or with the Blazers, that they both flourished and. I, I think they both have simul- similar reasons to make an argument for, for them on, t- on top NBA lists, uh, even especially for fantasy. For fantasy, for sure. I, I, I disagree that Hassan Whiteside is a good like, NBA center. I think he's good at putting up stats, but it just goes to show like with the Trailblazers how they were so good last year. And um, I, the yeah. only thing that's really changed is Whiteside. So why why do they lose so many more more games with him when he's putting up like such impressive numbers? I just so I don't know. Is it his defensive efficiency? Is it like he is just kind of like a drag? I don't know. What is it, Chris? I would say it's the defensive uh, inefficiency there. Besides, I mean, blocks coming the closest thing to defense, like we said, but he's nowhere like. Yusuf Nurkic in in the paint. Uh, that's that would be one of the top three reasons I would say the Blazers, as well as some injuries, some key injuries. They did lo- lose some surrounding players that I I felt made a difference that people may did ignore mm-hmm. last year. Al Farouk Amino gone, also uh, Mo Harkless gone. Those guys made some impact last season. I I felt like especially when uh, one of either of the two guards were out. So there's that as well. But there's no doubt that the defense in the paint now is lacking and that that is attributable to some of the, I guess you'd say, the season-long disappointment for the Blazers as a whole. 
I feel like if I was an NBA player, if I was an NBA guard and I was driving to the hole, Yusuf Nurkic would be one of the scariest guys I would like least want to see there. Absolutely. Him like, and who's, his dad. Who's scarier both... than him in the paint? Maybe. I mean, I'm not, I, I mean obviously is Gobert terrifying. is amazing, but I'm not scared of him. I feel like he's just like a big goofball. Like, like Yusuf, I feel like would like hunt down my family when I'm not looking. Yeah. And like I said, his, his dad would probably be one of the few who's more terrifying than him. Did you hear ever read the story about how Nurkic got into the league and no, or exposure? Yeah. His, there's like a, a story of how his dad, his dad is like a Russian police officer, I believe, but he, he beat up like eight guys at once for what? his, his 16 year old son to get in it. Uh, playing time i think in in the league somewhere uh back in uh i think it was russia yeah and it's just insane wait yeah. is he Go russian look, i thought he was or um, i'm looking it up now it, but yeah it was wherever i believe he's a he's geez. from bosnia 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 herzegovina okay. yeah he's a bosnian player so okay so his dad is a yeah, was a my, cop my that beat up like eight guys yeah yeah i don't know what the rhyme or reason aside from it had to do with him getting exposure uh, or playing time in a league over there and oh, wow. ever since yeah so pretty pretty crazy family story for the Nurkic crew yeah. so yeah i agree i would not want to drive the lane on him or anyone with the same last name i would agree all right before we get into the rest of our categories that we're going to talk about we've got another quick ad read uh you know I know a lot of you are home and you're not worried about smelling good right now because you know, you're mainly alone. But what happens if, you know, uh, somebody calls you up and wants to hang out at a moment's notice? Uh, you got to have you got to always smell good. So that's why you need Hawthorne.co. Uh, Hawthorne smells really good and it's super easy to get your cologne. Just go to Hawthorne.co, take a quiz and, uh, you know, have a lot of weird questions on there. But apparently it gets you exactly the scent you need. You're going to get two different scents, one for work, one for play. They also will personalize deodorant, shampoo, body wash. It's all super fun. So uh, check out Hawthorne at Hawthorne.co. That's Hawthorne with an E and use our promo code SGP to get 10% off your first purchase. That's H-A-W-T-H-O-R-N-E.co and use our code SGP to get 10% off your first purchase. Hawthorne.co. All right, so next we are going to talk about, we've been going for a while, so we'll just kind of uh, quick go through these other categories I gave you. We have uh, most improved players, biggest busts, and uh, fantasy rookies of the year. So let's go with uh, most improved players. I'll just give you my top three. Uh, I have Hassan, this is not going to be a surprise, Hassan Whiteside, Bam Adebayo, Jason Tatum. Any problems with us? Nope, and they were uh, actually, one of them made my list, and I almost put the other two in as well. It, it was tough finding three and having to whittle it to three, but I, yes, I, I found. What do you have? I found my other two. <laughs> so three, Bam Adebayo. Okay. I love that. Uh, also, uh, number two, Brandon Ingram. I feel like. He... Well, I mean, I, I definitely think that he is going to be the most improved player in the NBA. He's going to win that award it's just that his numbers weren't quite uh to the level as the other guys especially for where you had to draft them i felt like with brandon ingram 
his role going into the Pelicans that he, there was a lot of hope and coming off of the blood clots and such that it was more so uh, a health scare like this guy might not play again, mm-hmm. uh, at least from how I took it at the time. And I I had a lot of relative, I guess I'd say, thought to what was it, uh, Chris Bosh in terms of how that ended his oh, career. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So I just kind of felt like seeing him thrive in this and it, never letting the Zion uh, mentioning looming uh, entering the league uh, never let that affect his performance and he's actually been fantastic with, with Zion on the court also so yeah. I I felt like that was one of the main reasons so an, again a non-fantasy reason uh, for someone to make my list so no but you know what and, and that's what I miss I, I, I should have had him right up there on my list too because I mean preseason he was uh, 120 I mean that is crazy to like get the top 25 production that you got from him and you had to draft him at that number 120 and you know he's uh shooting guard uh small forward and power forward eligible so he was very helpful if you had him on your team this year absolutely and it like you said it was just that the value ties into that too and i hadn't even been paying as much attention to that when I did select him. I, w- I was going with all the reasons I did mention in terms of the scare of his health and he may not have been playing again ever again. Well, he's an so, all, yeah, I mean, he's an all-star, not, you know, put all the health concerns aside. Um, you know, he, he's a legit all-star when coming into the season, people were wondering if he was going to be a total draft bust. I mean, he was what drafted second overall when he was drafted uh somewhere something like that yeah, yeah. i mean he was his top three draft pick uh coming out of duke and um you know after two seasons with the lakers people were like is this guy ever going to be on a like truly productive team and yeah i mean he's going forward like he looks like a legit all-star next to zion as well absolutely um, so, and then I, and I would say that these aren't in a semblance of an order now looking back at it. So yeah, mine just, either. I, um, I went with, uh, Devonte Graham. Yeah. And no, I had him also cause I mean, he was pretty much undrafted at the beginning of the season and then like a, a great player all throughout. Yeah. So I, there we go. That's, those are my three. All right. I have no uh, problems with any of those. Uh, for my biggest bus, I have, and I, I tried to throw out the players like uh, who who underperformed based on injuries. So Paul George, Kyrie, Kemba, Towns, Embiid, even um, they all were they all performed much lower than their draft numbers. Um, so I just included players that uh, you know performed a lot lower than their draft. Uh, numbers and uh, and and didn't you know injury wasn't a reason so I have Miles Turner that was my biggest bust uh, Russell Westbrook and Drew Holiday yeah uh, I can agree with all of those <laughs> especially I mean, yeah. as good as Russell Westbrook has looked after All Star break and he's really carried that Houston team when uh, Harden started having problems still you had to. Uh, draft him in the top 20 and he is like performing right around like a, a number like 45 level player like overall on the season 
Uh, Drew yeah. Holiday, you had to drop him, draft him in the top uh, 15. And, you know, he was in the 30s. And Miles Turner was just like totally fall off. You had to drop him as a top uh, 22, 23 player. He was like in the 60s. I agreed uh, all of those. And I could modify kind of what I'm looking at on mine because I was going to go with a certain person. And I'll run them both by you. I, I can. Okay. Only, so one, this one being a Laker fan, I, I felt like Kyle Kuzma was a bust just with where we expected him to perform and where he was going in drafts actually too. Yeah. So, I mean, I just personally, I didn't expect him to, I know that a lot of people were saying that he was going to be the third man, like, you know, the third star, but I mean, preseason, he was like number, let's see, they had him like number 89 preseason ranking, at least on Yahoo. Uh, yeah. And now he's like pretty much, you don't even need him on your team. Yeah, so I I think part of that was being a Laker fan, and I did expect him to do a lot more than he has. Yeah. So that was just kind of based on that. Makes sense. Um, and then I would say one. The, so I will now that looking at my list, preface this at this moment with this was more so based on where their expectations were as a whole going into this season, and and or what we've known them for, and then what they kind of. Mm-hmm. So I would say on my list here, I can't help it, but Donovan Mitchell was, in terms of what we've seen in the past from him uh, with ceilings, I just didn't feel like where you had to draft him. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that's that's a good one. I didn't have him on my list, but uh, you're right. Like he, um, where, where was he? He was uh, preseason uh, 31. And he's currently like 46 overall um, for the season average. Yeah, no, I mean, he hasn't been great. I, he, that whole jazz team was very confusing. Um, seemed, you know, everybody thought Mike Conley coming in would really help Mitchell and he could just free him up from ball handling responsibilities and he could just be a total scorer. And it's never quite figured out that rotation. I'm not sure what the, you know, you know, if we, if we could figure out what the problem was, we'd be, uh, we'd both be a lot richer. Absolutely. <laughs> Agreed there because I also felt like, and you hit it on the head, it was the entire rotation just could not get figured out and diminish the skills that we've seen the ceiling performances of not just Donovan Mitchell, but Joe Ingles. He was another one that, and when Mike Conley was removed from the equation, that's when we started seeing both of them show up again yeah. on in on fantasy paper. Yeah. But anyways, uh, my other one would be Draymond Green. So, uh, I, yeah, he was the one I he was my the fourth one on my list. I'm glad you brought him up cuz I yeah, actually I, had him. I had actually drafted him and, and he was I drafted him within the top 30 and uh, eventually had to dr- I just totally drop him from my team. It's not just the inconsistency there with whether or not he was playing but which version of him you were going to get it was you had no idea and it was very maddening yeah yeah so sorry for that man yeah Uh, no i mean and his field goal percentage you would think like oh well he wasn't playing a a lot so you know he would maybe pick his spots a little more no he was shooting under 
uh, he was shooting under forty percent from the floor. That's you know, that's not three point percentage. That's like that is like overall, just like all. So he was bad, and uh, it, like I don't think it was him. I think it was clearly like overall the team situation. That's why I didn't want to necessarily put him on my best list, but I'm glad he brought him up. Yeah, and that was kind of the same reason I didn't want to bring up players that injury entirely impacted yeah what came of it so but i see where you're coming from with your angle too so that's what makes this fun too is before we get into our uh fantasy rookies of the year one more quick ad read uh have you ever thought about starting your own sports book but don't know how ace per head is here to help you start your own sports book they'll provide you with an all-inclusive professional betting site with all the lines updated to the second and wagers graded immediately they have top-notch customer support going 24 7 and some of the sharpest lines in the industry plus ace per head offers live betting and an amazing mobile experience get started today and ace is offering up to six weeks free just go to aceperhead.com sgp that's aceperhead.com sgp for my fantasy rookies of the year, I didn't tell you to do this initially, but as I was putting it together, I just decided to do my like first team fantasy rookie of the year. At point guard, I have Ja Morant. At shooting guard, I have Kendrick Nunn. At small forward, I have PJ Washington. At uh, power forward, I have Zion Williamson. And at center, I have Brandon Clark. I think the one that I'd probably be on the fence with a little more so was Clark. But wait, you would be on the fence with Clark if I and pull up at what are his numbers looking like? Am I crazy or? Yeah, no. So, um, I mean, you're crazy, but not for this reason. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, okay. he, yeah. uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah, so he averaged, uh, so his field goal percentage is, uh, well over 60% free throw percentage, uh, almost about 79%. He was scoring uh, 12 points per game with 5.8 rebounds, uh, 1.4 assists, uh, under one turnover per game, uh, just about a block a game and a half a steal a game. Um, okay. What, yeah. then- what, what better center would you put in that spot, though, in the center spot? I felt like that was kind of the weakest position overall for rookies. It was. I I didn't end up doing an entire first team all rookies because I, I struggled with that and I actually kind of leaned on he was more power forward so I I don't necessarily even think that it was anything to do with uh, having a negative outlook so much as he just kind of bled in for me which I apologize <laughs> Brandon yeah, I, mean, I, Cl- get Mr. Clark. I get it <laughs> I mean he kind of you know, sadly, I, I watched a lot of that Memphis team. That Memphis team this season was really fun. And I got to yeah. say, like, as he even stepped up onto another level when uh, Darren Jackson was uh, injured. So um, I really like him. I'm bummed that the Suns, the Suns had a spot, a chance to draft him, and they didn't. Um, I think he's got a lot of potential, especially uh, playing alongside Ja and Darren Jackson moving forward. That's like a really good young core. Yeah, and I I do believe Jaron Jackson's involvement is kind of what got in the way of just my initial, I guess you'd say, uh, argument to him being in your lineup. But yeah. no, he you made a total case for him. Now that I I did pull up his stat line as well, he's he was solid, and I considered him a power forward. 
Um, yeah, no, and I, I thought it was power forward too, but then I, I did notice he was center eligible. The more the one that I went back and forth on was PJ Washington at this uh, small forward spot because um, you know, his numbers were good, but I'll, right there with him was like Eric uh, Pascal and uh, uh, Hachimura was right there too. Hachimura didn't play as many games, so that's why I had him out of there. Uh, Pascal, like, I mean, he was he went undrafted. He was just like a guy you could have picked up off the waiver wire, and he he just wasn't as consistent as uh, PJ Washington, though. And he really PJ really helped you with those three pointers. Yeah, Pascal actually was he was a big help to my team before he ended up going back to the bench, and then it was if they would have just let him keep playing, uh, did. Was it that he got injured at some point? Uh, refresh my memory. Did he sit out with injury, or was it just that they were bringing back? I think it, I could have sworn it was that Draymond Green came back into the picture. Draymond Green came back. He was he played a lot better when uh, Draymond was out. And Glenn Robinson was in the fold. And yeah, I yeah. mean they changed up the rotations like a lot, so it was hard to really decide. I'm trying to see how many games he ended up playing, though. I don't have it up some anyway yeah i felt bad when i had to drop him too but he was solid but yeah i i like your team sir um pj washington now looking back yeah i can see how that would probably be more of an argumentative spot than brandon clark but well who do you got okay well i didn't i didn't have based on that center uh, debacle there i didn't end up having a center but Mm -hmm. i had just four players as who I liked. And that was John Morant, uh, Zion Williamson, uh, Cam Reddish and uh, Kobe White. Okay. So I didn't have Kobe or Cam Reddish. Uh, what were their numbers? Let's see, I Cam Reddish for me was more so just the big games that he put up, but let me look at where he, where they got drafted and such that. So if we're going to, I got it right here. Cam okay. Reddish was preseason 174. And they have currently uh, over two over 200. So he actually is lower than what he was drafted. Really? Okay. Yeah. Well, I didn't realize he went that high then. Okay. Uh, he had a field goal percentage of uh, 384, which is pretty horrible. Uh, does you know 800 for free through uh, free throws? Um, about a one and a half three pointers per game. He he averaged uh, ten and a half points uh, per game, three point seven rebounds, one and a half assists per game, one steal. I mean, he was good on steals, averaging a steal a game. Yeah, I I'm not gonna lie. I in terms of I struggled finding many more rookies besides John Morant, Zion. Yeah, and you totally and forgot totally about Kendrick went- Nunn though. He was like one of the best rookies. I mean, he, he was like number three on Rookie of the Year odds. Yeah, I, he actually one that I added late after you had brought him up, and I was like, "Yeah, how did I leave him off?" But I didn't. I felt like I would be cheating if I just said, "Oh yeah," and also <laughs> the guy you said. So, well, thank I take you for fault your honesty, for leaving sir. Him yeah, yeah, I I take fault for leaving him off accidentally. But yeah, he he was definitely. I would say if you wanted to throw a bust in, then it, in that same, I guess conversation, uh, it wasn't. 
uh, Tyler Harrow supposed to be a lot more than he was supposed to be what Kendrick Nunn ended up doing. Yeah, no, I mean, he did. And he lost uh, playing time to Kendrick Nunn and uh, Duncan Robinson. Um, but yeah, I, yeah I, he was injured, too. So I don't know if you can totally put it all on him. But I, I still think he's going to be a really good player. He just seems to have like swagger of another level. And it's a rookie season, too. Like, yeah. Obviously, things will turn around for many of them. Very talented. But, yeah, I, I thought he was supposed to be a lot more. If I Let me pull up where he was actually supposed to or where he ended up. And I understand, like you said, it was impacted by injury. But, yeah, 140 is where he went preseason and 198 uh, after the fact. But yeah. not as bad as my Cam Reddish call. The, that <laughs> one... Uh, I think rings bells around the world. So, yeah, uh, that one just slipped in because I'm not going to lie. Yeah, Daily Fantasy first is like a primary in my head, and I wasn't trying to do that with where by throwing him in. But I felt like there were some days that weighed in to where it was like, whoa, he was not supposed to score that much. And I guess weighed into my equation. So. Yeah, no, I mean, I definitely played Reddish on certain days uh, for DFS, and he really, you know, worked out in my favor. But, yeah, overall, he, I mean, I think he, he, he might have bit you in the ass a lot, too. Yeah, so not not as fitting for the season long. So you can scratch him off. That that I will do is do a, la- a scratch off. But I won't I won't add by just saying, uh, ride on your coattails, right? <laughs> so, uh and- all right, great. Well, thank you. We've gone we've gone long. It's a good long episode to give people something to do. Uh, hopefully, this cheers you up while you're all sitting around your house. Um, and uh, tell us where people can find you online. Yes, sir. Um, besides my articles over at Sports Gambling Podcast, which I will be brainstorming some some interesting topics. Uh, while we don't have real sports that we're accustomed to, uh, we'll be posted up there as well as converse with me on Twitter at Topher Squints. That's T-O-P-H-E-R-S-Q-U-I-N-T-S. And also come into our SGP Slack. Uh, you can chat with us in there as well. You can feel free to at me and I'll get back to you as soon as possible. And I brought the Chris's Piss podcast back on iTunes and Spotify. Nice. And Chris, um, if the season ends today, uh, you will have gotten second place in our uh, DNs only uh, fantasy league. Unfortunately, you were leading the way most of the season in first and then Jeff Fox surpassed you. Yeah, my injuries were way too much. It's it felt like I had two new ones every single day at the, in the last two and a half weeks. And I was coasting and I did screw up a couple of days to where I accidentally left some active guys who did well on my bench. But that's my fault, too. So, uh, yeah, I'll take the second place on the chin. And even well, though hey, I was in- way better than me, I got eighth place. So I I, I, w- I was hanging around like uh, four or five most of the season. And then, yeah, injuries killed me and I just dropped off the face. Hey man, it's it was, it was a lot of uh, some on the fly learning curves for kind of how the season played out before coronavirus. Even no, yeah. but uh, yeah, I just felt like 
yeah, a lot of the pre-draft stuff and maybe experimenting with some certain things for like for me, rotisserie was a, a newer venture, uh, no, or just less experienced for me rather. So, yeah, I haven't yeah. done this kind of season long rotisserie league like we've done before. I've done more head to head season long yep. leagues and, um, it was really interesting though to, to play categories, uh, like this. Yeah, absolutely. And I would, I would say what I, I did learn, uh, in that regard, going from DFS all the time and even my experience for season long would be, uh, or from head to head season long rather to rotisserie is yeah. Trust, trust the things that you value, uh, in, you know, in terms of value players in DFS, you'll probably draft them at a great position. Like Evan Fournier for me was more impactful than I ever imagined. So with that, thanks for having me on, Ryan. Yeah, thanks for doing it. Uh, all right, and uh, everybody stay safe out there. It's finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer.